I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my Netflix. But I haven't seen that one yet. Floorcast, floorcast, floorcast. Oh my god, floorcast, it sounds like forecast, like something like the weatherman would do. Like Forecastio, the forecast app that's paying me for this. Um, hi, Whitney. Do I sound like a robot? You know, you actually sound quite, quite good. Mellifulous, I think, mm-hmm. is usually what people say. Um, I think that maybe the problem was in between the, like, with the Wi-Fi, because now I'm totally plugged in. And as I said before, sitting on my floor, um, the I'm actually holding the mic in front of me. Um, <laughs> let me scoot up to this. Okay. Yeah, I'll... Well, I'm sitting on, on. Hi, hi, listeners! Welcome to I haven't seen that. Where Don't we acknowledge have... them. <laughs> where we have been having technical difficulties for about three and a half hours. We suffered so much for them already. I don't think we owe them anything. <laughs> yeah, we know. We all all the energy is gone. We're just like, this, yep. This is <laughs> this is the episode where we just talk about how hard it's been to record this episode, but um. It's going well so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all we've talked about for the first two minutes, three minutes. Um, Whitney, what have you not seen? I haven't seen any of the Medea movies. Okay, because earlier you were you hadn't seen. Uh, so actually, we actually began recording this like three hours ago, and we mm-hmm. did thirty minutes then. Um, but there were obviously there was the connectivity problems, but also uh, there's some mic stuff. And we're we're just starting over completely. You um, know, uh, we weren't we weren't doing gold then, so fine, whatever. <laughs> I thought it was gold. No, it was good. It was pretty good, but you'll never hear it. Yeah, it's no only only the contributors to our uh, Indiegogo campaign. Yeah, we'll save that, that for the uh, <laughs> the inevitable for the, for the drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but back then you hadn't seen Grinder. <laughs> I, well, now I have. Yeah, but I want to circle around to the fact that you've you basically revealed that you've created a grinder profile for this podcast. I did. I did create. I signed up for Grinder with uh, with our email address, which is I haven't seen that podcast at gmail dot com. If anyone ever would like to uh, email us or also grind on us. Yeah. So um, I signed. I signed up. I was able to look around. See. Uh, I haven't quite figured out. Like it. It was pointing northeast and said 45 feet and i guess someone was grinding oh i think i think that means that maybe maybe someone in the bedroom wants to suck my dick i don't know (laughs) if so i'm scared because uh i live alone and don't have a penis (laughs) uh the grinder boogeyman (laughs) oh no oh Oh, my god that would be kind of a that would be kind of a good like horror movie (laughs) like an anthology piece i think that would i think that would work pretty well like a little um, short, a short film about, you know, you're looking on Grinder, and I was like, oh, he's hot. It's and I'm getting not... closer. And <laughs> not like, I don't, I wouldn't want it to be like a murderer thing, because that's too easy, and obviously you're going to get murdered using Grinder anyway, but more like a, like a ghost, a yeah. horny ghost. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely a horny ghost. Like in Ghostbusters, when Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost, a thing that actually takes place in the movie Ghostbusters. Pause the podcast. Go back and watch uh, Ghostbusters, listeners. And you can't don't just watch that bit on YouTube. I want you to to watch the whole movie because it's a good movie. Except for oh, that, it's very good. Um, but that's I think we've talked before about parts in movies that seem very based in someone's weird fetish. 
And I'm not saying that whoever wrote the screenplay for Ghostbusters had a weird fetish for getting blown by a ghost, but I'm not saying they didn't. It's like it's like no, we need to we need to have that scene in there. Um, um, speaking of, of fetishes and in uh, things in movies, have you seen The Little Mermaid? Uh, I have seen The Little Mermaid. It's been a while. Are you talking about my fetish for when the crab's jaw drops and then like the <laughs> the seagull like winds it back up or something? No, that's a good one though. <laughs> we watched that. That was like the part of the movie that we wore out on the VHS tape from rewinding. Like we found that bit of physical comedy so hilarious. Oh, I don't. I don't even like remember that. So that's I the the crab was very surprised by something. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was watching it recently. I was rewatching the the uh, Ursula's musical number, the poor unfortunate souls yeah. thing. And I was watching. It, I was like, some animator or animators at, at Disney definitely like sexy fat ladies. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and and yeah, I could definitely see watching that movie being a very like like bolt out of the blue eight year old boy or eight year old girl realizing that. They're into big, beautiful women. Especially ones with tentacles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's two things going on there. There's a lot going on there with Ursula. <laughs> with there's Ursula. a lot of, lot of fetishes being born. Um, I think but... Disney has a lot to answer answer for in terms of creating fetishes. I mean, culture in general probably has a lot <laughs> well, to yeah. answer for. Well, yeah, culture has a lot to answer for. Oh, okay. So normally at the when we finish... Uh, sorry, I'm actually... Uh, my coffee table's unbalanced and I was just knocking it back and forth. But usually when we finish a podcast, I spend the next like hour thinking about things that I should have talked about and didn't. And since we actually recorded 30 minutes of a podcast earlier and then stopped, I remembered <laughs> the things that like I wanted to talk about. So now this is actually, we should have enormous technical difficulties every time because now I can actually talk about those things. We should just warm up. By by having extreme problems, <laughs> um, but so so we were originally supposed to record this at three, and I pushed it back to three thirty. And I I online I sort of mentioned this as like a funny lead in story, and then we never did it. But um, what happened there? It's it's funny because it combines my own vanity and clumsiness and gluttony. <laughs> oh yeah, go so, on Easier. so. I, I went to the gym this morning. Um, I got I got hella ripped, and I came back. Swole? Are you I got, swole? Is that something that people actually say? I've never heard anybody say it seriously. So. It sounds so gross. <laughs> that doesn't sound like you got ripped. That sounds like, like the end of that James Bond movie where the guy gets stabbed with the needle that inflates him. Or like the end of a bad experience at the bee colony yeah, farm. Yeah, I've... that's getting swole. That's what I think of as getting swole. But anyway, so I came back and part of my weird like workout post routine. It's really embarrassing to say that you drink protein shakes. Yeah. But I have, after working out, been putting like two scoops of the whatever protein powder into a shaker thing and I shake it around. I look it's like man powder. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. The the company that makes this stuff that I'm drinking, which is like the lean protein, whatever, they also make a powder thing that's just called Rage. <laughs> really rage yeah um which i um yeah i i've never tried rage yet but but you know i'm running out of this so maybe i could just use some rage yeah put some rage in your in your yeah in your face. i definitely don't have enough rage right now but um 
So, so I, uh, so when I got this protein powder, it, my personal trainer sold me on it. God, this is just worse. This is just getting worse and worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my and and she was like, yeah, you should get some of this. I'll tell the guy downstairs to pull you a thing of it. And I go downstairs and I pay for it and I look and it's vanilla. They didn't even give me chocolate. They gave me vanilla. And it's very clear. The reason they gave me vanilla is that you can't move vanilla protein powder. Nobody wants vanilla. No. Um, I'm wondering. I mean, I'm guessing that I bet. Well, it's all gross, right? It's actually fine. I, I kind of wish that it wasn't flavored like anything. Um, It just tasted proteinous, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. But um, well, usually, usually when I when I've heard the uh, the phrase proteinous, it tends. I think the last context I heard that in was uh, in terms of someone biting into an apple that had a had a worm in it. Ah, and it was like oh, it was very very, and then it was suddenly suddenly proteinous. <laughs> um, but so tell me more about your gross sludge. Oh, okay, yeah. So my gross sludge, it's fine. It's not terrible. But today, so I got my shaker out, and I was like, you know, today, why don't I add some chocolate syrup to this? So I put the powder. You know in. what? It's Sunday. It's, you crazy. know, let's go crazy. You know? So I pour the milk in. I pour the chocolate Treat syrup yourself. in. And I start shaking it. And at that point, that I guess the top of it hadn't been fully secured. <laughs> so all of a sudden. I and my entire kitchen are splattered in like chunky chocolate milk. <laughs> like like it's chocolate milk but with like little globules of stuff in it. And it it was basically I was covered in vomit, like pre-vomit basically. Yeah. Um so it was it was like it was like a a big ghost baby. Yeah, big old come ghost in baby. And spat up. Yeah, directly on me. So that was fun. Uh, it actually was like it was it was very comical to have that happen to be like like I couldn't even be mad. <laughs> well, I had um, around um, Christmas time. I decided to uh, start start making eggnog for myself because <laughs> oh, I found this recipe uh, online um, that was for Angostura eggnog, where you just straight up use Angostura bitters as the, oh yeah as the booze. And I was like, well, I don't I'll do that. I don't fear death. And so I, and I made it, and it was delicious. Like a little, you know, single single serving eggnog in my little. I have a little. I have a regular size cocktail shaker, and then I have a uh, a mini one, which is actually the one I use the most because I'm usually uh, I'm usually drinking alone, um, <laughs> and uh, feel just feel sadder when you're just you one drink in this giant, giant cocktail shaker. But I have a hello. Oh no 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 no. Oh no. Oh wait, no. I think we're back. Are we okay? Back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're back. We're safe. Oh. What was the last thing you heard me say? Uh, you're you had a you have a <laughs> you have a small cocktail shaker and a big one. Um, and we explored that. Yeah. So I have I have a mini cocktail shaker and it has um the Logitech logo on it. It is a Logitech branded cocktail shaker <laughs> that I got because we're at work. We're always getting like various weird free stuff. Like just just stuff that tech companies have decided, you know, we'll slap a brand on here, and now it's a thing. And I had I got a little cocktail shaker. Uh, one of one of my coworkers, one of his friends, once got a a Bing branded wine key set. <laughs> I mean, that's that's actually like a useful thing. I think. Yeah, well, co- well, the cocktail shaker. I mean, I've had it for nearly ten years, and I use it frequently. <laughs> but I I was making this this time actually. I was making when I was making all this eggnog. I was using my the the big shaker, which I'm not as used to using. And I have I'm I have really tiny hands. I have freakish 
child doll hands. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a tall person. I'm only five two, but my hands are unusually small, and it's a large shaker. And uh, on on you know the second or third eggnog, <laughs> which after a while uh, I. I I started. I started. I started making it with uh, with buttermilk because I don't fear death. <laughs> um, and it was on one of those that the lid came off, and I ended up covered, covered in, in, in in Angostura eggnog too, which I feel. I think um, that might that time I might have uh, experimented and used Peychaud's. So oh, it was okay. uh, it was Pepto Bismol pink. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and buttermilky and all over you. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and, uh, and I was alone on Christmas. Excellent and. Um, man, was it, it wasn't last Christmas. Christmas before, I was actually alone Christmas Eve. Um, and I had my finger had been bitten by a dog, <laughs> and like, like it had basically opened up my finger. Like there were parts coming out from this wound. Um, and luckily, I didn't have health insurance at the time. But my father, who is a doctor, was in town, and like I had assembled my finger as best I could. Um, using like those butterfly bandages. Frontier medicine. And, yeah, basically. And I was like, I, I was, and so I went to my brother's Christmas party and like was like, hey, dad, how's it going? Great to see you. Quick question. Could you look at my finger and tell me if it's going to fall off? Like, <laughs> um, but no, it didn't. And then I had to go home and walk that dog again on Christmas Eve in the cold and came home alone. Um, but. I did. I did Christmas alone this year. Christmas and th- well, I've done Thanksgiving alone two years, and it's great. <laughs> I love it. I mean, and I I love my family. I love. I mean, we have good times together. And I and I've I usually you know, do Thanksgiving with people who are you know local, go to a friend's or you know, and that's great too. But oh my god, Thanksgiving alone so good just a whole turkey or like do you do you use it as an opportunity to cook things that you normally wouldn't have on thanksgiving i made i made myself a a huge i made a bunch of i made a big spread i made a bunch of buttermilk chicken and and uh green beans and mashed potatoes and other stuff i made myself a big ass meal and uh and drank constantly I just drank for four days straight and watched. You're like the... I'm not feeling bad about this. <laughs> no I, one's I... making me feel bad about this. Oh, and well, no one would have been making me feel bad about it if That's I had true. gone anywhere. <laughs> I just drank. I just drank wine and watched the entirety of Parks and Recreation, and I think it was the best Thanksgiving I've ever had. I want to see that, but rendered as like a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. <laughs> And at the end, it's just you doing the like Snoopy dance. While Parks and Rec plays on your TV. And there's just bottles of wine, empty bottles Rolling of wine. Around. <laughs> I'm just not. Or I, th- I think I'm doing the dance, but I'm actually just on the floor. Which I did spend a while. The floor, and then it's your it's your dream like thought bubble coming up. And in that is the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving uh, thing. Yeah. I did end up on the floor at one point during during that, but that was after after the Ben and Leslie wedding episode, and I felt so moved by the power of love, I had to go lie down for a while. Just too much love. It was. Um, oh, wait, talking about theme songs that I'm singing into the microphone. Uh, earlier, the first time you cut out, um, but like hours ago, when we first started having problems, when we first started having problems. Um, it's all downhill from here, Mark. Yeah. It's all downhill. <laughs> Um, I started like trying to sit. I started singing like a technical difficulty song because at that point I thought that you would come back and that we would edit this all together and people would actually hear it. <laughs> and, it would, and things would be great. 
yeah <laughs> we could have had it all <laughs> uh just Rolling living the off the fat of the land mm-hmm. with the rabbits um but i started singing something and just started singing technical difficulty in there and i realized after the first like bar or so that i was singing the law and order theme song <laughs> like that's just the first like m- when i think of music just generically music the first thing i think of is dun da 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 yeah dick here's well here's a i i was going to say i haven't seen law and order but that's a lie because well i know but i have only i have only watched one episode of law and order in its entirety and it was the episode where the lead singer of fallout boy was a guest star because I love Fallout Boy. I did not know that the lead singer Fallout Boy was on Law and Order. He was. Um, it was when he was still fat too. The thing is, is that having this conversation with you, somebody who's never seen Law and Order, on one hand, I'm disgusted and horrified. <laughs> Why haven't you been watching Law and Order? <laughs> well, I've been okay. I had a I had a roommate who you know she would DVR the things on the DVR. She DVR'd every like. Well, Law and Order plays constantly. Yes. Law and Order is always on. I mean, and she DVR'd. She was like, she's like, I have the DVR. Just record every episode of Law and Order. And I'm like, why is the DVR full? Oh, because you there's, have a, there's a channel episodes. And all the all the Law and Orders, including like the the one I would just be sitting in my room and listening to her. I'm like, what is Ice T saying? That's disgusting. Why is this a show? Why is the oh. why is the child rape show happening? Ice T gets mad about rape. I don't want this. So I've I've heard it happening in other rooms. I've had several I've had several roommates that I didn't really care for who watched Law and Order constantly. Um, it's just not my jam. I don't really go for procedurals. I almost I don't even know if it's one of those things that it's it's like asking Tiger Woods if he likes golf. I <laughs> Law and Order has been a part of my life so long that I couldn't tell you if I like Law and Order or not. It's, it's like you know, do you just you know like breathing do you yeah, like it's the just... water in which i swim as a fish of popular culture <laughs> i mean it's, it's i've absorbed enough of it i've probably been in an episode yeah probably I've lived, I've lived in new york for 14 years i've probably been in law and order but um yeah man that's crazy that's see this is this is the good thing about i haven't seen that is we just find these interesting things the gaps <laughs> yeah and then we talk about something else for hours <laughs> like we yeah the the whole the whole um the thing I hadn't seen, we haven't discussed at all. Oh, yeah. Medea movies. Okay, yeah. let's bring it back to the ostensible um, topic. You know, I haven't seen a Medea movie either. My knowledge of Medea, the character, is entirely from, like, clips and, like, trailers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but my understanding is that they're insane movies. Yeah, I've heard that they, I mean, I've read, like, I mean, oh, of course, um, the white hipster in Brooklyn. I've read someone's blog about the Medea <laughs> movies. Ugh. Uh. My understanding of them is that basically if you're I, I feel like Tyler Perry's approach to it is that like if you're a part of a minority group that is not represented on screen like very often you net like there it's very rare that you have uh, feature films with wide releases featuring all black casts that are like dramas or things like that. So he basically puts every type of movie into one movie where there'll be, sorry, go ahead. There's a little bit of something, something for everybody. Yeah. 
which I kind of like that approach, except for watching it. Yeah, and um, I've, heard, I've heard there's a there's a bit of a formula to them as well. Yeah, I mean, also, there's, a, and there's always there's always some Jesus. Yeah. Also, apparently, like politically, they're uh, pretty rough if you're a woman um, yeah. or sexually active. Oh yeah. So, so there's that. Well, that's terrible. I mean, people yeah. shouldn't be people shouldn't be sexually active. That's what I tell myself. Um, Ever. That's what I'm going to tell that that ghost in my room. <laughs> Get off of me, ghost. I'm like, ghost, I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm saving myself for ghost marriage. Ghost marriage. Oh, that makes me feel like that ghost ghost marriage just makes me think of like the Victorian era for some reason. Oh, I bet you could get ghost married in the Victorian era. I feel like you probably came into the world already ghost married. Oh, wait, I think that's a, uh, that's Mormons. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> wait, did you ever see The Woman in Black? I have not seen that. Starring Daniel Radcliffe? Oh, Little Dan Rad. Yeah. Um, are you going to watch it? Probably not. Okay. Here's a, a spoiler alert for... Here's, here's a big spoiler for that movie. He makes everything worse. <laughs> so... The actor or the character? The character in okay. the movie. Like, so basically he goes to investigate um, this, like, bequest. He's like a lawyer. His wife has passed away. Um, it's just him and his son. He goes to investigate this bequest at this country home. It's very creepy. And all these kids start dying in, like, terrible ways because he's investigating this. And the movie ends with him, like, like, oh, no, the, the ghost is going to kill him, all this stuff. And then he figures out a way to exercise the ghost. And then it turns out he didn't exercise the ghost, and it kills him and his child. And the end? That's just yes. the movie? So, like, so not only did he and his child die, but a bunch of other assorted random children and other people die in the course of this. And then at the end, the ghost is still around. <laughs> well good job for the ghost yeah i mean really the ghost is the hero of the movie the ghost um, is always the hero of the movie yeah. we just frequently don't realize yeah. it there's it's always a ghost ghostbusters yeah because that ghost is like yeah gonna give dan Aykroyd a blowy that was real that was actual that was actually happening it was you know, it was it was the brown bunny of the afterlife i'm trying to think of there was some show that i watched where it was like dan Aykroyd came in to look at the prop car from ghostbusters i think it was a it was an uh, an extra on the dvd and dan Aykroyd starts talking about ghostbusters in a way that implies that he thinks that ghostbusters were real and like he talks about driving around and busting ghosts with the guys and like at no point is anybody like you mean in the film that you made not in your real life as far as, as far as I can tell, Dan Aykroyd is a total kook. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think he's that same way about um what that uh, sneakers that he's just as like I I haven't seen that in a long time. I've seen it, but where he is, you know, he's like a paranoid cracker kind of guy, and 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 people are like, oh yeah, that's just Dan Aykroyd. That's just he's not <laughs> that acting. That's just what Dan he's Aykroyd. like. That's pretty great. This was you know years before Crystal Skull Vodka. Yeah, yeah. Which everyone was like, ha ha, Dan Aykroyd, and then it's like, no, he believes those skulls are doing things to that vodka. Well, can you prove they aren't? Yeah. They're well, they're I mean, they're, they're definitely adding like thirty bucks onto the. the <laughs> and then value. you have a skull. Yeah, but it's not dope. it's not that exciting because it's like, oh yeah, you got the Crystal Skull Vodka, and you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like the skulls from the end of the last Indiana Jones movie. Speaking of that, have you seen the show? I believe it is called Hangar One. Is it Hangar One or like Warehouse 13? Warehouse 13 is a fictional program. Hangar One. <laughs> Hangar One is actually about the the air, the hangar from the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. More or less. 
it's a show I watched when I went to Los Angeles a, a month ago. I, I ended up uh, with my uh, my friend's husband. We just ended up very drunk and he and ended up talking about aliens and alien conspiracies and conspiracy theories. And I love conspiracy theories. And so it's this show that's on like not even the History Channel, which is garbage these days, as we know, but it's on like History 2, <laughs> H2. Even further removed from actual history. <laughs> and it's all talking about MUFON. Which is the you know the secret the organization that is investigating all of these UFO sightings and it's got all these reenactments and it's fantastic. Oh, we watched man. we watched two episodes and one of them was an episode that was talking about it was basically like what different presidents have and haven't known about aliens. The great thing is Bill Clinton keeps bringing up aliens. Uh, I, there was some interview with him the other day where he was like, "Yeah, I think it's I think it's very likely," and it's like, "Bill, shut up." <laughs> And uh, I just the the main thing I remember from is there there you know there's this secret organization the you know, the the uh, CIA will you know will let you know a new president gets sworn in and they bring him into a secret room and they they show him all of the alien files and uh, and the, the the story was that after they showed Jimmy Carter all of the alien secrets he wept <laughs> not because of that though. <laughs> Um, did Jimmy Carter say this? Uh, no, they were there were there were no direct sources. There were no direct presidential interviews about aliens. This was Jimmy Carter fan fiction. Well, apparently Bill Clinton said this was years ago, but he said that when he first became president, like he walked into the Oval Office, sat down, and he turned. He's like, "Get me everything about aliens," <laughs> and they were God like, bless. "And they were like, we don't have anything about aliens." And he's like, "Okay, all right." <laughs> <laughs> well, I would expect nothing less from from Bubba. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, speaking of okay, so the show, the big thing that I haven't seen that I wanted to talk about, which feels like it feels like this is the thing that people have like that you get ragged on for not having seen. But I haven't seen The Wire. I also haven't seen The Wire. I and I kind of don't want to see The Wire, not because I think it won't be good. I know it's, it's extremely. It's obviously going to be good. Yeah. But, like, what if I break both of my legs one day? What am I going to watch? <laughs> the Wire. For a while, I was being a real... I had a, uh, I've, got, I've had several friends who, who are definitely like, Oh, have you seen The Wire? you got to watch The Wire. And I would say every time someone tells me, Oh, you got to watch The Wire, it pushes, it pushes back the date when I will watch The Wire <laughs> by about two years. Well, I feel like I'm getting a lot less of that now. And what is it, what is it now? Now what, what do people want you to watch? Um... um... Oh, sorry, I'm I'm moving around underneath my coffee table. <laughs> floor cast, we're on the floor. <laughs> um, I don't know what people will meet. I I've I've stopped talking to humans, so I, don't really <laughs> I think a lot of I think the, the current one is. Oh, have you seen True Detective? Oh yeah, yeah. Or I mean, I work in advertising, and I don't know what it is, but every dude in advertising watches girls. That's like, weird. Across the board, men from ages thirty to like fifty-five, like they will they will talk about the shows they're watching, and it's like, oh, are you watching True Detective? No, I've not caught up on that. Are you watching Game of Thrones? Oh no, I've done. But every single one of them watches every single episode of Girls. Huh? Because I haven't seen Girls, nor do I nor have any interest I. to. Yeah, yeah. I have no interest in seeing that. I know. I know some people who. Um, I like them and I respect their their opinions and they say they like it but I'm like no I know I will hate this. <laughs> yeah. Well the being like a young occasionally broke person who lives in Brooklyn yeah. like I don't need to watch a show about that. No. 
I already hate that. Well, there is there is a show that's like that, only it's funny, and it's called Broad City. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which I haven't seen yet. I've seen clips, which seem incredible. I watched um, the first two episodes, and I was like, this is really good. And I was like, but I need to, I'm in a current I hate New York phase right now, and I need to like, uh, need to let it air out a little bit. Yeah. Did you, is that the one where, where they go, um, Abby goes to pick up the like UPS package? I don't think I've seen that one yet. It's so there's a sequence of her going to pick up a, a UPS package from North Brother Island, and it's like <laughs> this incredible like series of it's oh it's so good. But it's also one of those things that like watching it, I'm like I don't know if people who don't live in New York understand that like our UPS center is in like Canarsie. They and don't understand if, how terrible it is to live. Yeah, here. yeah. Like like if you don't pick up your package, you actually like take the train till the end of the line and. Then take a bus and then walk down a really scary road to a giant warehouse. <laughs> like those aspects of that sh- that episode are completely factual. I actually have a great story about someone who had to do that. Um, years ago, my friend um, he had you can buy on the internet giant uh, a kit to make a giant hamburger, like a hamburger the size of a manhole, and um, or I guess a manhole cover. And they said, well, basically the kid is they send you like the bun and I don't know, like a mold to put all your ground beef in. And a release that you have to sign. (laughs) Well, he did not eat it by himself. He had a party and we all ate some of the giant hamburger and it was great. And, um, but he like, he was trying to get it. I think he was first trying to get it delivered to work and then they, they, they missed, but he just like, they kept screwing up the delivery and he had to go to the scary warehouse. He had to go somewhere weird in order to he's and you know he's just like uh i need a package it's a, a hamburger bun do you have it i've come i've come to the ends of the earth to get this hamburger bun because 30 people are coming to my house tomorrow to eat a giant hamburger <laughs> they're gonna be pissed man <laughs> it, was, it was a giant cheeseburger you know what he could have done is just get a bunch of if he if he wasn't able to get the bun he could have just gotten a bunch of white castle hamburgers and like put everything under a like a like a cake thing but like one that you can't see through and he like pulls it off in front of everyone he's like oh my god you guys i swear to god when i left this there was only one hamburger in there they're breeding yeah you better eat them fast it's like budding (laughs) you're like i don't know i got water on it after midnight and all of a sudden (laughs) shut down guys this could get this could get serious oh. or just, you know, just just make the giant hamburger patty and be like, oh, you know, I'm going uh, paleo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Atkins. Little, like on a giant like leaf of lettuce, <laughs> like a, on a palm frond. <laughs> Huge banana leaf. Yeah. yeah. Um, wait. Oh, once. Actually, the thing is, is that as bad as the UPS thing is here, once I had a package I had to, in Montreal, I had to pick up a package from the UPS uh, location which it literally all around took me eight hours oh my god it was two hours on a bus there and then it turned out that there weren't any buses that went like bus service out to that place was like literally one time a day it was <laughs> in like the suburbs of montreal and eventually i like flagged down a oh then i was trying to call a cab and there were like cab services didn't go out there and i actually like ended up I was standing on the corner of a desolate road in rural Quebec with a package from my mother, which turned out to be like seven books, seven hardcover <laughs> books. Um, and I It wasn't up... the medicine that you needed to survive or no, that you needed no. to take back to the villagers. It was like it was like a care package that was just books. And I think like a, a like a robe, a toy robot hand. 
that I had had as a child, <laughs> which I have to this day. But um, and yeah, basically then I had to fl- I flagged a passing motorist down and got a ride to the last stop of the train and then took that and and I didn't live near a train station. So then I had to walk another probably 40 minutes with this enormous box of like, I think one of them was like every short story Stephen King had ever written. Oh my God. In hardcover. Like, um, it was incredible. Yeah, I, I hear about people, these friends who live in other places who just, they order, they order something, just shows up at their door. Well, they get or it. Or they have like a car and they can drive to the UPS facility and pick it up there. Um, monsters. Monsters. I have a, we have a 99 cent store that accepts packages for us, which is really great. I, oh, I got a new banjo this week. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, I guess uh, you you are a music man. I am the, in the sense that every six months I pick up a new instrument and I learn enough to like play two songs and then I never pick it up again. It's actually pretty awful. <laughs> I took piano lessons for uh, about six or seven years so i technically can play the piano but i was never good at it i mean i and i haven't done it since i graduated high school i started playing violin when i was three and i played it until i was like 16 ish um and then i've played like guitar and and banjo but like five string banjo um i have an accordion and then I just got a tenor banjo, which is the nerdiest banjo because it can only be used to play uh, like traditional Irish music or Dixieland jazz. <laughs> Sold. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things that owning this has made me realize that like I can have no more illusions that I am a cool person. <laughs> it's made you have to own things about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I got it. Be- uh, actually, wait listener i call upon you to do something for me i'm going to forward a link to whitney to put on the website when this comes up and i ask you to click upon this link and vote for this song because the band i was in many years ago has a song in the john lennon songwriting competition and we won for folk which is why i have a new banjo Uh but apparently there's another level that we could win for and it's like an online contest thing, maybe. All right. Well, I will I will put that up. Okay, excellent. So, Lizzie, please click on that link. Yes, yes. The one person. Oh, this was another funny concept that I had from the 30 minutes. The lost tapes, if you will. But, like, if we had super fans right now, what would differentiate them from people who were just stalking us? Nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. And I would I would admire anybody who's like a super fan after two episodes of yeah. of, of a podcast by just a couple of couple of randos with with no point whatsoever, <laughs> um, literally no point. Yeah. Well, we we do we have talk a, theme. a little bit. Yeah, we have a theme, but it it our conversations vary wildly from that theme. It's it's tenuous um, tenuous theme. Um, I I played a I took guitar lessons for about six or eight months, and I had bought a. I got a three-quarter size guitar because, again, oh. tiny hands. They have tiny hands, and it, and it was hard to hard to play. And eventually, I was like, I don't want to play guitar anymore. And my mom was like, That's cool. And I was like, I want to sell this guitar. And we took we we, we took my guitar to the pawn shop, and then I believe I bought video games with that money. <laughs> Thus, setting your like life path in stone. Oh, it was already set. 
<laughs> you don't play. Wait, no, you do play some video games. You play, I do. Well, uh... I used to play it a lot. I used to just play video games constantly. The thing is, now I'm in my 30s, and I'm like, <laughs> and also the and also video game culture is a nightmare. Yeah, it's the worst. But there's a lot of like really really awesome like little indie games that Ooh. are coming out for you know Steam and stuff, and I've been yeah. playing a lot of those. Like I was, uh, there was just uh, oh one well this um, there's one I've been I've played part of that's called Kentucky Route Zero. Oh, I love that! I love that game. You it's played so it good, yes. Yeah, I've it's only played fantastic. the first part, and I, I played it, and I was like, "This is awesome! This is really creepy! This is like Lynchian! It's yeah. So cool!" And uh, I was I was thinking of, of playing the second part tonight because because I was thinking about it because last night I made the mistake of reading it's this classic you know spooky page on the internet that's Ted's caving page. Have you seen that? No, I have. Is it creepy pasta? Is I... it of the? It's it's maybe it may be like one of the originators of the genre because it's it's okay. like it's like it's dated like year two thousand and it's been around forever, and uh, it's it's just a it's you know it's it's hosted on Angel Fire, so it's perfect it, and it's I mean it's entirely it's entirely you know credible that so, Ted could have indeed just died because Angel Fire does not take web pages down. I still have a couple of pages on Angel Fire, and you know I don't know the login. I don't remember anything about it, but they're there forever. Could you include those links in today's uh, posting? I don't really Please. want to because <laughs> I'm uh, kidding. Please one of my well, do one that. of my we Angel Fire to. sites is is a memorial site to my dead friend. Oh, <laughs> who died our senior year of high school? Okay, I'm gonna lay down, and you can just keep talking for a <laughs> while. I'm gonna be across the room. Well, um, I want to talk about caves. Okay, yes, uh, and Kentucky's beautiful karst landscape. Because I, the only time I've been in in a cave was in Mammoth Cave. Because I think if you grow up in the Tennessee, Kentucky region, you are eventually going to end up in Mammoth Cave. It's it's also the longest uh, cave system in the world. I have a map of it on my wall, uh, and I have been to Mammoth Cave probably like fifteen times. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I go back to Kentucky, I try and go to Mammoth Cave. I. I mean, well, Mammoth Cave is Mammoth. Mammoth Cave isn't very scary. Oh yeah, because every because because like a bunch of people go in it every day. Well, uh, and I don't know if this is just something that the guides tell you so that you don't like wander off uh, during the thing. But the guide was like, you know, we had a guy like last year who he he actually slipped away from the group because he wanted to take photographs. But the thing is with Mammoth Cave, there are lights in there, mm-hmm. but they only light up the section that they're currently in. Yeah, which when makes sense. When they leave that section, they turn those lights off and it's complete darkness. Um, it's like, as it's as dark as you can possibly be. Yeah, there is there are no light particles in Mammoth Cave. And basically, this guy like they that's why new life forms evolve in caves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they shut off the lights, and this guy was on the last tour of the day. Oh God! So he spent the night in total blackness, and I guess the they were like in his defense, like when they shut off the lights, he did not like randomly stumble around trying to find his way out because he would have died because there's like 400 miles of caves because he's in a fucking cave yeah yeah like the uh, largest the largest cave yeah so he just it is man that we know about sides um yeah except for the one underneath us with the uh with the hyperboreans or 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 the things that um the new world order is is preparing underneath the denver airport (laughs) yes 
<laughs> was that Which was hanger also- one? Yes, it was. But I was like, and I was like, everyone, shh, this part is important because. <laughs> Because I love that stuff. I love. I. I mean, I want to go to the Denver. I want to go to Denver just to go to the Denver airport and look at all the crazy shit there. I. I I've been in the Denver airport. That's not the one with the really long. Okay, I think I'm thinking of O'Hare. Never mind. Um, Are you thinking of the one with the really crazy tunnel? That's yeah. Uh, a license yeah that's, that's Detroit. Oh, no, that's Detroit. What? No. Oh, wait, 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 there might be the one with the Detroit is the one with the monorail and all the announcements in Japanese. Oh, I, I no, well, I, mean, I I cut you off. What does the tu- the tunnel in O'Hare have? It has crazy light shows that go like up and down the length of the tunnel. Oh, that's Detroit. What? Yep. And let's let's be honest. That's probably a lot of places. It's true. Um, Welcome to Airport Chat. Yeah. <laughs> airport Cast. Um, I wish I traveled enough to be able to do a podcast on different airports. I bet there is one. I hope there is one. Just people getting getting deep about airports. Like oh, every yeah. every episode is just really talking about oh the secrets of airports, and not like interesting secrets like New World Order um, <laughs> bunkers where they're going to to put everyone for breeding stock because uh, of uh, reptiloids. Um, but right, right. Um, but you know, just like it's like you know, this is where you can plug in your phone and get a, a special deal at the uh Obon Pond. yeah or like where the bathrooms with the changing tables are <laughs> where the best bathroom is yeah where you yeah. can still smoke yeah <laughs> uh you know where that is europe um Ugh. i was in i was in well at the munich airport and then like i i've not to toot my own horn but i have been in several european airports over the i last have never year. been to europe um it's fine it's <laughs> It's, it's whatever you know it's a place like any other but uh when you've been doing still your james bondian love adventures. smoking Ugh. people in europe love smoking and actually i will say the grossest airport i've ever been in is uh the naples airport where like when i was leaving it was five in the morning there was like there were i i don't think this guy was homeless i think he was just like a drunk passed out there were piles of trash. There were dogs inside of the airport and like <laughs> past the security checkpoint. Just dogs. <laughs> well, they had flights to catch, Mark. Yeah, they were very important dogs. But um, uh, what were yeah, we talking about? Airports. Oh, but in the Munich airport, there's little like glass cubes, the like camel smoking cafes. And it is like walking by them. My, your soul just weighs down on you. Um, they are very sad. I think that the two worst airports I've been in are probably um, the one in the, the Cincinnati airport. Um, very... New In Newport? I don't know. The one in Cincinnati. <laughs> and uh, that's where I, I definitely have had the worst bagel of my life. But you know what? <laughs> I made that choice and uh, I don't know what I was thinking was going to happen. It was a bagel in the Cincinnati airport. Yeah. Come on, buddy. And then and then the airport in Turks and Caicos was pretty. Ah. Eh, it was just it was just really crowded and there was nowhere to sit and it was hot. So it wasn't but it you know, it wasn't grosser. Yeah. There weren't dogs. No, there were no dogs. Um, and also it was it was the oh, you've just been in like a magical um paradise resort where everyone is rubbing each individual finger of yours for four days and then you're like, Oh, welcome back to the real world where it's an airport. So you went to the finger resort. Yeah, I went to, I went what to I'm hearing. <laughs> the finger resort. Um, uh, when I when I won my trip, I always feel like I have to have to you know when I talk about going to Turks and Caicos, I was like, I want to know, I want you to know, I won this trip. I didn't, I don't actually have any money. I did not earn this at all. I didn't earn this. No, I got really lucky. 
and won a trip from my grocery store. Uh, that's actually really nice. Yeah, <laughs> it I've, was. I've been winning stuff recently. Um, oh, I have a really great Zipcar story um, oh. in which I refuse to admit legal wrongdoing. Okay. But uh, a, like a month ago, uh, my wife and I, we got a Zipcar to go to Whole Foods. And the Zipcar account is under her name. And it may have appeared to outside observers that I was driving the car. <laughs> Through illusions and mirrors, it may have appeared that I was driving the car. Um, but we were pulling out of the thing, and this guy like like stops us and makes like a roll down your window uh, thing, uh, uh, like motion. And we roll down the window, and he goes, hey, is that a zip car? And it says zip car on the side, and we're like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a zip car. And he's like, funny thing, I work for zip car, and right now we're doing a promotion where if you tweet a picture of your zip trip to us, we will, um, we will, like, send, like, if you, it's like a contest, and you'll win a mystery bag. And I was like, mystery bag? Um, go on so so we go to whole foods and i like my wife stations me by like shitty things that people don't want to buy which is like really how you have to do whole foods like you have to have one like a gatherer and a hunter and like she found things and i guarded the stockpile that we already had um and while i was there i i took a selfie and i uh a whole food selfie and i sent it to the Zipcar uh twitter account and by dint of being the only person who submitted a picture of their zip trip, I won. <laughs> then, and, like, I was like, oh, great. Um, they're like, you've won. We'll send this to you. Uh, what's your account number? And I was like, oh, it's my wife's account number, like, here. And then I didn't hear from them for a month. And I sent them a couple of things being like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, is everything cool? And finally, last week, they wrote back to me and they said, um, yeah, we're shipping it out this week. We'd like to remind you that only the person whose name is on the account can drive the car due to insurance purposes. <laughs> and if someone else is driving the car, that can be grounds for immediate, like, dismissal from the Zipcar program. <laughs> We're like, they they spent the month deciding whether or not to kick us out of Zipcar because <laughs> the guy must have been like, wait a second, he was driving the car because he was mistaken. And um, Illusions, man, you know, get... Yeah, illusions, eyeballs, things happen. But um, you, get, you know, uh, on a hot day. Um, I also recently, so I'm still waiting for my mystery bag. I'm also waiting for some stuff from Dairy Queen oh, because shit. I sent them a a screen grab of so somebody else that I follow on Twitter uh got like a free Blizzard coupon randomly from Dairy Queen, and I was like, God damn it. I have been a member of the Blizzard fan club since 2005. What am I going to get mine? Yeah. So I actually tweeted a photo, a screen grab of my, like, welcome to the Blizzard fan club from 2005. And they said they're sending me some swag. So um, I should start buying lottery tickets is the end of I mean, all the, of these stories. The only, the only way to, to win these dumb things is to enter them. And, uh, and in my case, to be the only person who enters them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I, I didn't, this wasn't something I won, but I did just get free stuff sent to me um, because of the strange experience I had at a Starbucks in Hollywood. Uh, so I've heard about this. You've mentioned it obliquely. If you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. Oh, no, um, I can, I feel like, I feel like it needs to be, it needs to be heard. It seems very weird. 
So this was uh, this was again when I was in Los Angeles a month ago, and there was this whole uh, we'd we'd been out to uh, see the thrilling adventure hour the night before, and that was super fun. And we ended up staying late, and uh, the garage when we got out, the garage where we had parked the car had closed, so we could not get to the car. So Wait, why? How do garages close? Um, they put the gate down. No, I understand that, but like as a business model, you'd think that like. Well, I think I think the business model is that if somebody leaves their car locked in your garage overnight, you get to charge them more. Okay. <laughs> and this was very much, you know, it's 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 three three of us chumps who aren't from aren't from around there, and we're like, we don't know where to park. We're, we'll just park here. Yeah. Um. And uh, so you know, we got an Uber to take us back to where we were staying. And the next morning, you know, my my friend wakes up, and and you know, our host hostess wakes up, and it's okay. We're gonna we're just gonna drive back and get the car. Uh, and I was like, I'll come. It'll be like a 30, 40 minute trip. It'll be nice. We'll hang out. And um, that was the day of the LA Marathon. <laughs> so we ended up on this like an hour, just an Insane. hour of getting uh, just lost in the Hollywood Hills. Which I actually highly recommend. It was terrifying. I mean, well, for one thing, I wasn't driving, so that was super <laughs> exciting. I was just in the back going, oh, this is a part of my, uh, I've declared 2014 to be the year of getting over it, which is where I get over various um, anxieties and fears. And one of them, I, I'm, uh, I've been pretty afraid of cars and driving my, my oh, whole life. I don't know how to drive. I've, I've only driven twice in my life. And, uh, uh, future episode where I teach you how to drive. I'm down for it. Well, I want to get my learner's permit soon. Yeah. I'm um, I'm an extremely uh, safe driver. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn. Go ahead. I, I, I've been I've been really encouraged because a lot of people have volunteered to teach me how to drive. So so I want to do that. Separate um, podcast. Yeah. Oh, I want to make it make a make a webcast, uh, uh, like a, a a video show of just you know taping me screaming. Well, you've seen, you watch Top Gun, so you understand we could do the split screen thing where it's like the three quarter view of you and then the shot from like of the, like the dashboard cam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of driving for a lot of reasons and uh, like that driving is scary. And, uh, that friend who died that I mentioned earlier died in a car accident yeah. and I was in a super bad car accident. So, but uh, the point is I was lost in the Hollywood Hills. There was a point when we were driving and, you know. There was just a cliff. There was just nothing but sky. And the, the GPS says, turn right now. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you want us to turn off a cliff. So we finally made it. We made it out. And we got, we, we basically restored from the last save point. We got back into where we had entered into Hollywood. <laughs> and I was like, we need coffee. Because we'd all just gotten up, you know, yeah. barely wearing normal clothes at all. It's like, we need coffee. So we, we go and stop into a Starbucks. And I check in on Foursquare. Because I check in on Foursquare most places, and also especially if I'm on vacation. Because it's like, yay, that's where I went. <laughs> Look I went at to a, me. <laughs> I went to a Starbucks in Hollywood. <laughs> oh my gosh! And so we're in line, and I was like, I'll buy everyone coffee. And I, you know, I tell the, I, I check in on Foursquare. I tell the the guy behind the counter our orders, and uh, tell him my name. And I haven't paid yet. And then a guy, another guy, comes out from back with a cordless phone and says, "Is there a Whitney here?" And I go, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm a Whitney." Uh, and I, I you know, answer the phone, and there's a guy on there saying, "Hi, uh, we, um, this is a Starbucks corporate or whatever, and we, we just uh, our sensors just tracked when you came in the door that um, you have counterfeit bills in your wallet." And I went, "I have no bills in my wallet." <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and I was like, "And I was like, well, then, then um, there's probably and he's, he's talking about some sort of chip in my card." 
that mightn't be there. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, if you take it up and hold it, you know, up to the light. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> I'm not holding up my, and I was like, and I was like, okay. And he's like, well, we just want you to know that this behavior is inappropriate and you need to leave. And I was like, okay, I will be leaving. I don't live here. And this is the only time I'm ever going to be in this Starbucks. And he's like, well, you need to leave and never come back to any Starbucks. You need to, you're, he's like, you're banned from Starbucks. And I was like, okay, is there anything else you want from me? And I'm just baffled. I'm like, and I, and I just, I hung up and I handed the phone back to the guy and then I, and then I paid for my coffee. <laughs> You're like, no one here actually gives a shit if I'm in Starbucks, right? Yeah. Every, everyone was like, they were like, what was that? I'm like, I don't know. That was weird. And uh, I paid for my coffee. We got our coffee and, and left. And then we were driving down Santa Monica, and as we as we passed different Starbucks, I would just check as we drove past them. I would check in on Foursquare <laughs> just to, to leave this 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 terror terror throughout Los Angeles of Starbucks of my counterfeiting ways. And I'm, sorry, go ahead. And then you know we get home, and we finally get home. It was we had, uh, once once we got the Three car. Days later. Once we got the car, we got a little a little turned around on the way back. Ended up at Little Armenia for a while. Glendale? Is is that where you were? <laughs> little little Armenia? Well, like I have a friend from Los Angeles who's Armenian who lives in an area with tons of Armenian people um in Glendale. I wasn't sure if maybe this is a separate uh Armenian. I just know I saw a sign that said, Welcome to Little Armenia. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Oh, we're in Little Armenia now. And so we did get home and then I was like, Okay, I'm when I'm when I'm at home. Um, since I didn't, I didn't, I just brought like my phone uh, on the trip. When I get home, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send Starbucks an email and let them know that this happened. Because obviously, obviously, yeah. <laughs> nothing that happened in that was real. There is yeah. no technology that senses <laughs> in that not only senses the counterfeit bills in my wallet, but also knows who I am. Yeah. And so I sent them an email, and um, then a couple days later, one of my friends. Um, she, she, you know, did the, did the research. She was, she tracked it down that this is apparently, it's a four square prank that people, and like there are people who do all kinds of different pranks. You know, you see someone check in like, and they tweet it or whatever, and then just, you immediately call that, that business and then have, you know, do whatever weird thing you want to. And there's videos of people doing that. That's and, literally the saddest prank I've ever heard. I'm sad for those people. Yeah. And, uh, and so and so I sent an email to Starbucks, and uh, they they emailed me, and we're like, oh uh, yeah, we're we're very concerned about this, and we'd like to um, talk to you on the phone if we can. And I was like, sure, call me up. And they did call me, and I I told them about it, and I told them it's like oh, it's this prank, and uh, this is what happened, and I just uh, just thought you should know. And they're like, oh yes, uh, thank you. We're gonna, we are alerting our security teams about this. Uh, we've let the manager of that store know, and uh, if uh, I mean, could, could we send you a, a gift card, a twenty five dollar gift card? And I was like, you sure can. You're like, am I allowed in Starbucks? <laughs> This is still up in the air. Well, yeah, because if you give me this gift card and I can't, I can't go to Starbucks. <laughs> if, I, if I have to send someone in, like standing outside of a Starbucks, like a kid trying to get someone to buy them beer, it's like, could you go in and get me a latte? I don't even like Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got you now. Yeah, they've got um, um another eighteen dollars. So, I mean, I guess my question is: Is that person just looking at the like Foursquare page for that location, and then when someone checks in there? It was or a video. Like, were they following you particularly? No, it was someone. It's like you can search on. I think like it's like a tag on Twitter, or it was somebody who was just like looking at because at, I had tweeted it, which I don't normally tweet when I check in. But again, this was I was somewhere else. Yeah, I was far away, and I wanted people to know where I was because because frequently they were like, "Oh yeah, look at you, you're drinking a coffee in Hollywood." 
with my sunglasses on, yeah, all yeah. fancy. A convertible. Um... <laughs> so we like a convertible out there because that would have really made it. No, but I we mean, did it... see did see some cool cars in the Hollywood Hills ah. and all those. Uh, all those. Uh, there were definitely Satan sex parties. It was all like, eyes wide shut. Like at the time, or yeah. just in general. Yeah. They're definitely like, oh, there's a there's a house that has a lot of cars parked in front of it, and like one there's like a sh- like a valet just shining one of them, and it's <laughs> there's a goat man braying wildly at the moon. It's it's you know it's eleven in the morning on a Sunday, and it's like, oh yeah, that's the aftermath. Of it could one. be like an open house. <laughs> Shh, no, an open sex house. Yes, is what I meant to say. Yes. Um. Oh, that'd be gross. Yeah. Well, you'd have to put out cookies and stuff. Ah. There was some there was some piece I read online which and that was my first mistake <laughs> reading words on the internet but there was some piece online where this girl wrote about like going to a sex party and it sounded very boring. I think I read that too. I really like I bet the, there's a lot of those. There was there was like a really great part where she's talking about uh like how there were all of these like white dudes at the corners with their privilege who like asked her if she wanted to like have sex because she's at a sex party and she like rejected them and then she's like then I went and had sex with some other white guy and it's like oh so that was just an ugly white guy but you're not like mentioning that there at any point <laughs> it just it, it, it was that I'm not attracted to, to you I'm well, gonna go she said he had a soft face or like a, like a hurt soft look on his face oh, some kind of beta like, male definitely yeah I bet he's nice male. I bet he's yeah. real nice um uh but uh, i don't know sex parties so so i guess i guess um so we're not going to meet at an unlimited beef which or is, a sex party which could be the same thing Actually, yeah yeah that's pretty much um let me check grinder <laughs> well you heard about the 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 airbnb thing where the guy uh, rented at his apartment on airbnb and then came back like early and there was like an enormous like fetish sex party happening in his apartment. I feel like that has to happen on Airbnb constantly. <laughs> that is actually the business model of Airbnb. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, ha- I lived on top of someone um, who, and that was their fetish. Um, it worked out really well for me, and that's how I, uh, that's how I sent my kids to school. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just lived on top of so many works so many ways as like different things. Um like it could be that you just live in the apartment over him or that or her or her or that you like literally are riding them around all the time. Or just sitting on them. Yeah, yeah. Just like like they're flat on the floor and I'm just sitting there like on my laptop. I'm like <laughs> playing, watching Netflix. Yeah, playing Snake. Playing playing Kentucky Kentucky Route Zero and going oh this is yeah. spooky. Have you hey person beneath me? Have you heard about caves? Have you heard about caves? <laughs> They're fucked up, man. Caves are scary. Um, no, but I lived over. I lived over. So I lived. My apartment was on top of another apartment, and it was. Um, I lived there for eight years. This is when I lived in the East Village, and it took me I think a full like six years to realize. Oh, it's not just that people are moving in and out of this apartment all the time. This the person below there just rents it out. Yeah. Because I would always be like, I can't believe there's a, like new people in there, and this time they're French. <laughs> <laughs> because there was um, a deck; she had a deck underneath, my, directly underneath my window, which was great. So, not only did I live on top of two bars, but I lived over a deck where French people would be. So that <laughs> would was... exist. <laughs> 
Oh, and they would be, they, they, they would there until, you know, three in the morning. Oh, man. Or even worse, actual just American uh, hipsters yeah. talking um, about their films or their podcasts. Their podcasts. Those I never heard anybody bastards. talk about their podcasts. That was probably, well, wait, you, you actually moved last year. So podcasting no, I moved uh, was, two years ago. Oh, okay. Two years ago. But podcasting was not in its infancy at that point. No. Um. There was there was a time when podcasting was so young, you know, we had to listen to things like This Week in Tech, or I, uh, I didn't listen to This or Week Dig in or Tech. Dig Nation. Was I, rough. Oh wait, I can I can I bring up something about Analyze Fish? Yeah, this is adorable. Um, one of the groomsmen at my wedding, my friend Adam, who's fantastic, who lives in Los Angeles, who I visited when I was out there for a day in between flights on my way back from Europe. Um. In that but, very that, that that way that you flew that made complete sense. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Where I flew from Munich to Los Angeles to New York um, over what I can only describe as a hellscape of a day. But um, out when I so in high school he was really into fish, and he's still like he enjoys them. Um, and I was talking to him about analyze fish and like how I was kind of getting into fish. He sent me a CD, a mixtape entitled analyze fish with like a nicely printed cover and everything with like his favorite fish songs with like personalized notes about every one. It's very sweet. And a, like a DVD of, have you ever seen most extreme elimination? I have not seen that. Um, it was a show that, uh, we watched. I mean, I haven't seen that guy. <laughs> podcast um that we watched as youths as where it's like it's um a japanese game show takeshi's castle that they then d- overdubbed in oh. english but in like a comical way um yeah i've heard of that i don't think i've full-on seen it well n- now i have a dvd of this one episode that was very funny but it's also like di- recorded directly off of the spike channel from <laughs> like maybe 99 so it's advertising just the worst movies possible <laughs> it's pretty great um oh but yeah the the cd is very touching uh i have been touched by fish yes by fish i ha- i haven't seen fish uh I've... i have not seen them i'm actually gonna go see them at randall's island uh later this with every person from one of the editorial houses i i routinely work at um, yeah, you're you're gonna have to talk about that after you see some fish. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm gonna want to hear about that. Yeah, there's. there's I I don't lot. like fish. I don't like fish. I, I I had I had stone friends in high school. I've heard fish. <laughs> um, I. So I've been in the back of someone's beat up Nissan Sentra, <laughs> listening to fish, going, "Oh, I just have to do this because you're the only person to take me home from school." <laughs> I feel like, and and the funny thing is, if you listen to the Analyze Fish podcast, which I encourage you to do. Which I've, I've only listened to the episodes that are about Jaws. Yes. The ones that are about Fish, the band. Um, and in the first one, they're sort of going through, and the guy's like, the, one of the guys is like, my only experience with Fish is sitting in the back of a car that some asshole's driving, playing Fish at me, and me hating it. And the other guy's like, yeah, that was my experience, too. And that's the guy who likes Fish. <laughs> I actually, um, I actually had a had a fish experience the other day. Um, somebody was tweeting, "Oh, it's the guy. Um, he's he's the food lab on Twitter, and he's uh, Kenji on on Serious Eats, which is a food blog I like, where I get like almost all the recipes that I cook, and it's great." And he tweeted that he was on a bus, and there were people behind him who were like 
doing improv games oh my on a god it was like i was like oh no i was like oh prayer circle for kenji because <laughs> yeah. i was like and i was like i i've been on a bus um with uh high school students singing like the entire score of rent and so we've all we've all been in the shit and, <laughs> yeah yeah and he responded that his worst um transport experience was when he was on a plane like coming back from some huge fish show and it, the whole plane was full of fish heads what what, what do they call you know. what do they call you people well, I, i'm not a fish <laughs> fan yet i've only heard oh is, a, is a fish fan with a ph is that what it is i don't know what it is man you're gonna have to find out yeah yeah well okay if i actually enjoy them after this show if you enjoy them i won't i won't be mad I, I well the thing is it's it it is one of those choices that you have to defend and basically it's like listening to them some of their stuff I'm like oh that's really good and some of their stuff I'm like this is terrible but um we'll see on, we'll see how things go the thing on Twitter is that then some some random fish fans came out of nowhere on Twitter <laughs> to start to 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 respond. Like it's like oh I'm definitely never gonna be cooking with this guy and then like just this long conversation where where Kenji kept going I don't like fish no I've listened to them they're really not my thing well this guy kept trying to convince him that fish is oh, good and then another person came out and was like oh yeah yeah you know you should just really listen to him he's like oh nope. my god we're gonna have to agree to disagree because I've well, listened to fish and I don't like them <laughs> I don't feel like people who like diff- other bands I've never had somebody who likes Train. <laughs> evangelically try to convince me to like train yeah i feel like fish is and like those jam bands tend to be the ones where like people are like no no really but like no but no fan of umphreys mcgee or the disco biscuits <laughs> two jam bands whose stupid names come to mind i'm impressed and neither well i've, I've been to bonnaroo <laughs> oh. neither of those fans have like tried to get me into those bands in the way that fish fans have which is fine i like fish fans not just because they employ me um a lot (laughs) no i i every everyone i've known who's well i don't i don't imagine there's a fish fan in the world who's mean they're they're all stoned i don't know um oh actually in analyze fish he's there's actually uh an episode where tom sharpling's on where he asks if there are mean fish fans and the guy who runs analyze fish is like oh yeah Uh, apparently they're the ones selling nitrous in the parking lot oh i read a whole thing about the nitrous stuff um i read i read an article online probably on vice god i'm sure (laughs) um now i'm just thinking of the show call the midwife have I haven't called the I haven't I haven't seen that. Well, in one of the episodes, it's it's very plucky and enjoyable. Ooh. They're they're antics in the British sense, but um <laughs> they introduce using nitrous oxide for um while giving birth. And apparently that's still a huge thing in Europe like because nitrous oxide doesn't I don't think it gets into your bloodstream so it can't be passed to the child or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everything I'm saying is a horrible lie, but it's very safe to use during childbirth. Um in America you can get it you can give birth while taking nitrous oxide at like two places. <laughs> my when my mom when I was younger, when my mom would go to the dentist, she could request nitrous before she would get nitrous beforehand. And I would like that. <laughs> So I, well, I have a dentist. I have a dentist appointment in two weeks, and I'm and we've discussed um, tooth horror. And I'm, I'm I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna have to take you know benzos instead of just some peaceful gas. Wait, do you not get nitrous at, at dentists anymore? 
Or do you just mean like to go in and see a dentist, you want nitrous? Yes, I would like nitrous for the cleaning. (laughs) Like, or, and also three days beforehand. Um, maybe you can ask that. I'm actually not certain. Might, might as well. Oh, I think I'm just going to tell them, could you just not clean this part? Just just skip these. It hurts too much. I don't care. Do you have specific, like, problem teeth? Well, I have, it's where I have my, my retainer that never comes out. Oh, yeah. And, and also where they sanded my teeth down. Oh, so yeah, it's incredibly yeah. sensitive. Uh, and it's... I'm, I'm really hoping that this is the dentist point where they're like, Jesus, they left a retainer in? <laughs> Every time I go, they don't, they don't. Well, the last person was like, huh. Well, she was like, well, since you can't get under there, um, I guess brush more. And I'm like, yep, I can't do anything. Um, I like the, I, I have found, and this is, I, I think I've mentioned before, uh, the series of events that led me to have two fake front bottom teeth that are basically like constructed from stones. Um, but when I went to dentist later on and they saw what the previous dentist has, had done, they were like, oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> what did he do to you? <laughs> Um, so I do enjoy the idea of dentists, like, maybe not getting professional updates <laughs> as they work. And, like, like you just, the era of dentistry, dental care you get is very tied into what year your dentist graduated from dentistry school. Uh, just so, so always just keep changing every year, every six yeah, months, get, a, get, the, get the freshest. Dentist. The They're freshest. like, we have drones now. <laughs> yeah, and I've got my... My 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 for, my previous fillings have been hurting lately, so I think the last I'm going back to the guy who did those, and I'm just gonna be like, "Yeah, these hurt now." Um, but don't Problem? do anything because I can't afford it. Um, <laughs> I just want you to know. Just keep that in mind. That you. Well, the last time I went to the dentist, he was like, "Oh, surprise! You have uh, two cavities. Do you want us to fill those now?" And I was like, "All right, why not? I've already taken an Ativan." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "I'm rolling, man." Might as well. I'm just gonna. I'll text my boss. Like, I'm gonna do be you late. Have any fish. Can you put on some fish? Can I, can I listen to... I, you know what? Well, no, they actually... Actually, they had a TV above, and they were playing Property Brothers. Man, every time I've gone to a dentist in Kentucky, and they've had a TV above, which is twice, <laughs> but they just put on Fox News. They just Ugh. assume you're down with Fox News. So, like... And you don't want to be like, hey, can you turn that off? It's bullshit to the person who's, like, probably a republican and is cl- like 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 roughing up your gums at the time so just it's, going to it's, town on your mouth so it was pretty much clockwork orange that's oh. what i'm saying the, there was a dentist it was a couple years ago i remember uh i was it was right after the decemberist ab- album the hazards of love came out because i listened oh, to that on then. Uh, on the way to the dentist and uh it was a, the first time i went to to this one and, and it's like oh we have a big um a big uh sleeve of of dvds if you want to pick a dvd and i'm like no i feel weird anything i would want to watch would just make me feel uncomfortable you might judge my choices and then also what if this goes terrible and i i then permanently associate yeah south park with a uh, mouth pain mouth, pain. mouth um, park you, it would have been great if you were like i brought my own anime dvds to watch i need to watch uh la blue girl yeah some yahweh <laughs> uh put it in um, yeah that was good day. I don't know those words, but I I um have a degree in Japanese. Oh, <laughs> that explains why you know those words. Um, <laughs> Which is yeah, cool. Which I I, I got uh, that was definitely as like I I got that degree to like watch anime and play video games. That's pretty cool. <laughs> 
I thought I was going to be a translator, and then I went, wait, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I went, to, I, I thought awful. I was going to, my brother did the JET program where you go to to Japan and teach English for up to three years. Yes. And the thing is, um, uh, for like almost all of his friends, all the dudes who went and did that definitely re-upped and did it the whole three years. And all the women were like, yep, coming home after yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I went and I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So then I, I quickly changed. It's like, okay, I have to figure out what to do with the rest of my life. And I think I'm only just figuring that out now. But I did work a job for 10 years in the meantime. Yeah. Now I just now I want to be a, a, a podcast. <laughs> I want to I want to enter the digital stream and emerge as podcast. I want to just become data. <laughs> oh, that's now I'm sad. And also now I'm thinking about data from Star Trek. The next. Yeah, me generation. too. Me too. Yeah. I just want to be Brent Spiner. Oh, I do. He's great. Yeah. Um, he's the only enjoyable part of the next generation. Shut your face. Oh, come on. It's awful. You know, it's awful. Well, this, I, have you started watching? Have you seen Deep Space Nine? No, I, I was so burned by the first season of the next generation. I know it's bad, but yeah, but I don't have time to wait around for them to stop putting Q in every episode. My God, he's in—he's in like four episodes in the first season. Like, I don't know who was who the like showrunner was, but they were just like, okay, planning the first six episodes. Half of them should definitely have Q in them. It gets better. Gets better. Yeah. Does it really? Well, eventually, eventually, when we're no longer in the golden age of television, and after I watch The Wire. Oh yeah, yeah. We better watch The Wire first. Callbacks. Callbacks. And she's doing okay. Callbacks. Callbacks. Uh, oh, I, I seen... started listening to the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Yay! I understand why you like it. I mean, not that I not that I thought it was inexplicable. It's very good. Yes, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big booster of that. So much Just so like that... you're a, a Mythbusters myth booster. <laughs> yeah. I'm such, I'm such a big big booster of, of the Thrilling Adventure Hour online. When I went to see the Thrilling Adventure Hour in Los Angeles, the, the writer of it came up to, the, to me and, you know, introduced himself to me and <laughs> shook, shook my hand and was like yeah this is literally what happened and then a couple um, of a couple of the cast of of the cast also came up what? and introduced themselves to me well because i'm constantly bothering people on twitter oh yeah me too um if you do it enough famous people will say hello <laughs> james urbiniak will eventually follow you he was there Maybe. he didn't say hi um, because he, oh. well he didn't he didn't know that i know you <laughs> we're friends uh h john benjamin I guess yes. I can talk about this now, um, like hanging out with them, which I did. Probably shouldn't be putting this at the very end of the podcast, but... This way, this way you can tell him that you mentioned him, and then he'll have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> oh, actually, it was really funny. The day after, or that, that evening after I... Uh, H. John Benjamin recorded some voiceover work for uh, an ad that I was working on. Is the end of that story. And I got to like sit and chat with him. But... um. Uh, that evening, he started tweeting stuff about some, like, weight loss program that helped him lose, like, 60 pounds. And I thought he was being ironic. But it actually turned out his account had been hijacked. Yeah. By... <laughs> uh, good times. <laughs> I have never met him, but last year I did um, a charity trivia thing. It was the trivia oh, yeah. for, trivia for cheaters for uh, 826 NYC. And it was hosted by John Hodgman, and there were a couple of, like, celebrity teams. There was a, a team that had a couple of Al Gore's kids on it. And I was like, that, well, I guess. That's not a celebrity team. And then there was one that had, like, Sarah Vowell and one with, with uh, 
and then one with uh, uh, John Benjamin and like Eugene Merman. And I didn't meet any of them. I could see them. They were like there was kind of like the tables. There was kind of like yeah, here are all the tables for all the all, all of the all the real people, not you randos. Yeah, yeah. And I could just I could just hear hear him screaming, "No, you fucked it up!" <laughs> and I was like, "That's nice." I'm glad this happened. The hardest part about talking to H. John Benjamin, or for me, is that I couldn't tell if he was being sarcastic or not. (laughs) Because that's just his voice. He has that voice, yes. Um, But, yeah, no, he's a really nice guy. He's a gentleman and a scholar. Our first guest, is that going to nail it? (laughs) I don't think that's going to work out. But but anyway, uh, should should we cut it? We, wrap, um, let's, 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 let's wrap it up. Um, what have we learned uh, this episode? We have learned that you need to sit directly next to your router. Is that? Yeah. Uh, actually, for, uh, my hips were hurting so much from sitting on the floor that I am now holding my spherical mic in front of my mouth in like a very wizard fashion. <laughs> I took a picture. It's very, it's comical. I'm excited. Um, but... um, so people should follow should follow sorry go ahead i thought we were Uh, gonna do it at the same time but i don't know what we would say you could just you could just echo um it's i haven't seen on twitter there's where i got the feed is on itunes now you can search it Uh, i always hear other podcasts saying rate and review us it really helps but i have literally i have literally no idea how it helps i don't know how that would help me in my life like do you just get money in the mail Oh, no, no. Or is that for, like, our clout? Would I then get more Dairy Queen coupons? What's funny is um, I have a, a Twitter friend who just moved to L.A., and I told her, I'm gonna, I'm just going to favorite everything you mention about being in L.A. since I want to move to L.A. And, and I said, your clout's going to go up. I said, your clout's going to go through the roof. And then, like, yesterday she was like, attention, Whitney Arner, my clout went up. And I'm like, <laughs> it was a promise and a guarantee. Apparently my clout went up. I signed up for clout. <laughs> stupidly and now i get emails every day from them i don't want to have clout anymore it's too late buddy i feel like my clout is like sadness (laughs) unhappiness with personal trainers protein (laughs) Protein. actually i mentioned this to you before but i i actually i don't know if i mentioned this to you before but i mentioned that every time i tweet about my personal trainer and my experiences with her and like often they're like tweets about how like I have to explain how I haven't stopped drinking beer and like why I'm not getting less fat uh, to my personal trainer. A bunch of personal trainers will follow me because I guess they just search for the words personal trainer. And when those yeah. come up, they follow you. But the crazy thing is, is they're in like San Diego. Um, I I once lost my goddamn mind on Twitter because I, 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 you know, was goofing with friends and used some kind of hashtag. That some pizza restaurant in oh my Miami picked up on and was like, hey, you guys should come and have pizza here with us. <laughs> a thousand miles away. And I had a, I, I, I overreacted. <laughs> <laughs> it got bad. I went on a tirade. I just, I hate that shit, man. I mean, I hate it. I hate it. Like, even if, if a, a restaurant that's in the city will do that to me. I'm like, don't, no. I mean, it's one thing if they tweet at you, because that's, I don't mind that as much as I mind people following me, because if 
I actually care to a certain degree about having numbers of followers, which is... She wanted to be quality ones. You don't just want it to be Well, I don't want it to be, like, someone who's obviously not reading tweets. Like, I would like it, like, if I get followed by General Mills, I would like it if every employee of General Mills every day sat down and read all my tweets. Like, they they read read all of your... All right, everyone, uh, here's the previous days from from Popham. Everyone that please listen to they read it over the PA system because I'm yeah. I don't know I'm imagining like some very 1950s kind of factory setup. That would be excellent. I'm all for that. They do their morning calisthenics while someone reads your the previous day's tweets. Yeah, I mean I don't mind businesses tweeting at me because that's often a precursor to me winning a mystery bag. It's true, <laughs> and I have I have like a, one of my my closest friends. It's like she is a the, the social media person for a company, so I always try to be nice to social media Her. people. <laughs> Yeah, to yeah, her. Yeah, because well, I, I, I know it's like you're just doing your job, and I, I, I'd be great at that job. I'd be great, like as the social media for like Totino's pizza rolls. Ha, ah, but... huh, at Totino's pizza rolls. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. We should tweet about this and also oh. help our clout. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, be nice. Be nice to uh to to most brands. Be nice to brands. Brands. And don't oh. don't tell don't tell someone who lives a thousand miles away to come and eat your pizza. It was yeah. also seven dollars a slice, and they need to go what? fuck themselves. They need to go fuck themselves. You're like, I already live in New York City, which is generally thought to be pretty good pizza. Pretty good pizza, and also expensive. But I could definitely get a slice of pizza for not seven dollars. What was it topped with cocaine? Oh, yeah, that's that's called a Miami slice. Actually, <laughs> Miami slice would be a really good pizza restaurant in Miami. No, 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 no. That needs to be that needs to be a reality show about a about a about a, um, a pizza restaurant in Miami. And they have like all kinds of like drama. And uh, you know, Michael Weston are... blows it up every week. It's, uh, it's, you know, this 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 week on Miami slice. And it's like, I didn't come. I didn't start doing this job so I could just stir your sauce, dad. <laughs> uh, delicious. Oh, it yeah. works in both ways. But yeah. okay, until All right, next so, week. So I haven't, Miami I haven't slice. seen, I haven't seen on on Twitter. Uh, I haven't seen that on Tumblr. Click um, the link under this thing on the website so that I can win more more banjos, more even ridiculous banjos. There's a banjo ukulele hybrid called a banjo banjo lele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can do this. We can make this happen, Twitter. I I live in Brooklyn. I know what a banjo lele is. (laughs) Oh, and you and I should hang out at the nerd store or the nerd bar across the street from me at some point. Yeah. Um, It seems like reasonable for us. You can uh, write in to I haven't seen that podcast at gmail.com and let us know where if we want to have sex with us <laughs> if you want to if you want to um bone down ghost style if you uh, any ideas about where we should meet f- in real life for the first time and also <laughs> I, some I don't know suggestions for things this. <laughs> some but suggestions for things we haven't seen things that we should not watch yeah cool all right um okay bye Boo. <laughs>